my name is Meg. I'm here with Eli. Hey, Eli. Hi. Um, what have you been watching? What? Why don't you go first today? I okay. think I always go first. Okay. What have I been watching? We started White Lotus on HBO, mm. and it is wild. It's got Jennifer Coolidge, Steve Zahn, Connie oh. Britton. That guy that was in the office that was like an intern and liked Pam. Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah. He's in it. And he's also in Devil Wears Prada. He is? Yeah, he's uh, he's the one of the friends. One no, of the no, no, friends. no, no. Different guy. Uh, he was like a summer. He worked there for a summer. And he in liked Pam? I think he liked Pam. Maybe I'm getting confused. No, you know who he liked? He liked um, uh, red hair. The um, Yeah. Ellie Kemper. Bunker. Ellie, Kem- Ellie Kemper. <laughs> Bunker. Yeah. Um, I don't know what character you're talking about. Okay. Well, he's in it. Okay. <laughs> um, and it's about this resort in Hawaii. Was he the IT guy? Was Is that who you're IT thinking guy? of? He's got like big teeth in his smile. Yeah. 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 He was the IT guy. Was he the IT guy? Yeah. Okay. Okay. Sorry. No. <laughs> glad, I'm glad we're doing this podcast. <laughs> Why are we the hosts of this podcast? <laughs> We've made the joke before that <laughs> Hive Mind is just 90% of like, oh, he was that guy and I'm that really, one thing. I'm really glad you guys listened to this. <laughs> and I hope it's because you can relate to also not remembering the names of people in things. This is not an informational podcast. No. <laughs> never is, has been, never will be. We're just recreating most people's <laughs> conversations about TV. It's like watching a movie with your mom. <laughs> That's the experience we're trying to bring you. Now, who on is that? <laughs> now, what? Now, who? Um, so, we started that. We're only one episode in. It's wacky. Um, it's by Mike White, the guy who did, um, mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, the thing. School um, of Rock. It is 8 a.m. and I... Mike, Mike White? Yes. School, School of, Rock. of Rock. And he was a contestant in Survivor. Oh, you and didn't like him on Survivor. He made it pretty far. He was fu- He was pretty funny. Um, yeah. But the farther he got, and by this point he was like in his upper 40s, maybe 50s, and the farther he got in the show, the crankier he became, which like, yeah, probably most of us would, but he started getting really mean to people. And so by the time he was getting voted out, I was like, goodbye. I would also be mean if I was on Survivor. You think if so? you deprive me of food, if I skip a meal, <laughs> I am the meanest person you've ever met in your entire life. But- Do you know how many people I've had to apologize to? On the heels of skipping a meal, <laughs> I I relate. Hard but if to you're my gonna boy there. if you're gonna go on Survivor, like you kind of need to be nice to people. That's Do like you? part of it. Well, you're you don't want to get voted out. What about that one guy who's like a straight up villain and he won like season one or two or whatever? Okay, yeah, season one. Uh, he by today's standards would not be considered a villain. The only reason why he was thought of as a villain at the time is because season one nobody knew what they were doing, and so everybody was didn't everybody was trying not to win because they're like it's rude if you try and like vote people out strategically that's mean and he was just the only one that was like but we're playing a game so he would like vote people out purposefully and like try and figure out how to make it to the end and so everybody's like oh he's a villain yeah but like by and large i'm sorry i've just taken this over Uh, please by and large like you have to make friends with people you have to like treat people relatively well and like Sometimes jerks do make it far, but the only reason they make it far is because in the end, a jury of the people who have been voted out have to decide who wins. And so sometimes people are like, well, everybody hates that guy. So I'm going to not vote him out because I would like to be sitting next to him at the end because they like me better. Like, that's the only. So anyway, the point is, like, just being a jerk is like not a great strategy if you want to win the game. Okay. 
So I'm enjoying the show. Okay. <laughs> so wait, tell me what it's about. Okay, so it's about a group of guests who visit this resort in Hawaii called the White Lotus, and they've all got different stories. And it's also about the hotel staff. And it starts with the reveal that someone died at the hotel. And then, you know, it's going back and showing this arriving at the hotel. And there's like a couple on their honeymoon. There's a wealthy family when the man thinks he might have testicular cancer. Um, there's two Gen Z girls who are super scary um, in the way that like young people are, you know, like mm-hmm. ter- just ter- ter- have you have you been around a teen lately? No, I haven't Absolutely seen a terrifying. teen in years. It's I don't care for it. Yeah. <laughs> and they really capture that. Well, um, Jennifer Coolidge is just like <laughs> this woman who loves getting massages. And the whole thing is just about how much she loves massages. <laughs> um, it's just I don't know where it's going. I'm enjoying the ride. Apparently, according to my husband, who does know information about things and should be the one hosting this podcast, mm-hmm. he said that HBO called Mike White and Mike White said, or HBO said, hey, we don't have any projects right now because of COVID. If you can film in Hawaii in a month, we'll greenlight whatever project you have. Huh. And that's how we got White Lotus. Funny. Yeah. Interesting. So I don't know. It's a wild time. Okay. People are really liking it. It's kind of the new mayor. Like every Sunday night, everyone's like, what's going to happen on White really? Lotus? That's so in- I feel like the mayor type shows, I always uh, catch on when there's like one episode left. And Late adopter. Yeah, I'm a late adopter. I just don't, I never know about the HBO shows until you tell me that we're already pretty deep. And then I'm like, all of a sudden the next day I realize everybody's watching it and talking about it. I think it's because I follow a few key people on Twitter. Okay. Who are the early adopters? Carrie O'Donnell. You should follow Carrie O'Donnell. Okay. He's hilarious. And an, an, and an early adopter. And an early adopter. Do we know um, succession what the release date is for episode one of the... Fall's all I've heard. Just the fall. And guess what else is coming out in the fall? Hmm. September, next month. The Real Housewives of Salt Lake City season two. Already? Yeah, it's going to be fire. Well, it will be because of the whole prison thing. Yeah, and also <laughs> prison thing. Um, Mary on Instagram has been calling Heather a racist. So <gasps> like that's going to be dynamite. Uh-oh. Like it's just I can't I can't I'm like it's like Christmas. I'm losing sleep. I'm so excited. So Jen Shaw is going to be in it, right? Oh, yeah. And she did like a drunken uh, IG live a while ago. Oh, no. Yeah. Yeah, what she's happened? a mess. She's just like, she was throwing shade on other cities and is like, Jen. Oh, honey. honey. Just disappear quietly into the <laughs> no, night. No, but that's not what she, that's not Jen Shaw. She doesn't know how to disappear so quietly. Her, her criminal uh, indictment is probably going to be a part of the season, right? Oh, yes. Cameras were at the arrest. Yeah. Yes. Oh, my gosh. That, they, the network has to be so happy about Can all of this. Can you imagine? <laughs> It's going to be, look, we're back in like the hell times. The only thing keeping me going is knowing season two of The Real Housewives of Salt Lake City is coming. How many seasons do you think this thing will last? I mean, I'm watching right now Real Housewives of Beverly Hills season 11. What? Yeah. Yeah. These people are willing to let 11 years of their lives. Well, it, the cast is like fluid. Like okay. some people join, some people leave. There's like always a few people who are there a long time. Like that's their career. And okay. then other housewives come and go. Speaking of Real Housewives of Beverly Hills, season 11 is amazing because it's when Erica 
divorces Tom Girardi, who is like the lawyer who defrauded a whole bunch of people. Okay. And you're watching that unfold. <gasps> Super good. I just got to where she filed divorce. Also, Kathy Hilton, Paris's mom, is on the show. Oh, yeah, you told Complete me. Complete <laughs> train wreck. Love it so much. Uh-huh. Hilarious. What have you been watching? Um, I haven't been watching a lot. I, I have started re-watching old episodes of House. What? Did you ever get into House? No, you know, but like I'm aware of House. It was it was one of my shows. Oh, okay. Like I think it was on Monday nights and... You loved a grouchy Hugh Laurie. Oh, I loved... I mean, Hugh Laurie's great. Yeah. He, he is just great. And I thought it was just so fascinating. I'm like not into medicine. I would never want to be a doctor, but I like kind of like living in that world week after week. And so that was like one of my shows. I remember it was like the only thing I allowed myself to watch during my first year of law school. Oh, okay. It was like my guilty pleasure. I was like, okay, I, I get to watch... I get to watch House every week. And um, so I've been rewatching it and it's weirdly nostalgic to rewatch it because it was like House like hit in my early to mid 20s, you know? Yeah. So I'm like feeling that. It's also a lot cheesier than I remember. Mm, yeah. Um, and every episode is the exact same format over and over again. So it like starts with some like montage or scene of somebody living their life and then they fall and everybody's like, what? And then it's like, do, 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 do the house music. And then they go into the hospital and Hugh Laurie's like walking down the hall with a cane and he's like, yeah. we got a new patient. And then it's, they guess that it's autoimmune for the first half of the episode and then they find out they're wrong and then they solve it. And yeah. like, it's every episode is the exact same thing, but like. It's such a bingeable show because you just like the stories like just bring you in right from the beginning. So you like hit play and you're like, yeah, I'll sit in this for an hour. That's fine. Yeah. So I don't know. It's been kind of a, a fun rewatch. Um, and then because you told me that when Harry Met Sally was on HBO, uh, you could stream it. I watched that. Oh, good. And I love that show so much. And it has made me and I know we've talked about this before, but like Meg Ryan, like what <laughs> happened? Like, I'm watching this, and I'm like, this person was a force in these films that we, like, grew up on. I mean, Nora Ephron died. And I, and I know you've said that Nora Ephron just made Meg Ryan seem a lot more charming than she is. Yeah. But, like, nobody else can help her do that. I mean, like, we all wanted more Meg Ryan, and it was just so weird that it just died out. I think we all wanted more Nora Ephron being recited by Meg Ryan. Yeah. What was the last thing you saw her in? The Land of Women. What is that? No, actually, Curb Your Enthusiasm. She was on an episode of Curb Your Enthusiasm. How was she? Funny. She was? She had like a couple lines. It was like a very self-aware thing. She was playing Meg Ryan. Oh. And they wanted her to be in the Seinfeld reboot. Is that right? Mm. Anyway, she was funny in it, um, but she, you know, she looked different. In the Land of Women was a terrible movie, and she was terrible in it. Really? Yeah, and it's just, it's too bad. She well, I know she's done a, a bunch of plastic surgery that has not looked great. No, her son, um, her and Dennis Quaid's son, mm -hmm. who we're going to talk a lot about Dennis Quaid today. Okay, um, <laughs> he is the star of that Amazon show about the superheroes. Mm. You know, no, with the guy, with the guy. <laughs> The men, the, the men, the boys, the boys. Something the vision? Boys. The boys? Yeah. Oh, the boys. Okay. The boys. He's in that. And is he good? And you, yes, he's good. And you look at him and you're like, that is Meg Ryan and Dennis Quaid's son. Really? Like, it is like you put those two in one of those computer programs that smushes faces <laughs> together and that's his face. Mm. 
Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. We are talking about the 1998 Nancy Meyer cinematic classic, The Parent Trap. The Parent Trap. Not the original Not Parent Trap. Not the original. Trap. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I know this is a controversial opinion. I think the remake's better. Okay, here's what I'll say. I, because Skylar, when we got married, uh, I said something about, quote unquote, the original Parent Trap, and he said with Lindsay Lohan, oh, no. and I was like, excuse me? <laughs> and then I found out he had never seen the original Parent Trap and didn't even know that it existed, and so I, I was like, it's a better Parent Trap, and I made him watch it, and about halfway through, I was like, ooh, this is kind of long. <laughs> And so, yeah, it's long. I agree with you. I think the remake is actually better. I just have way more nostalgia around the older one. The older one's good. Haley Mills is yeah. good, but the remake is magical. Yeah. And Nancy Meyer really created a world that you want to live in. The remake does the remake is is more jarring to watch because I'm willing to buy that these parents would do this absolutely insane thing in the 60s. You mean child abuse? Child abuse. Yeah. In the 90s, I'm like, ooh, this is a bad look for all the adults. <laughs> I yes, agreed. Watching this now, I'm like, I'm sorry, you had two babies, yeah. and then you said, I am willing to never see one of these children ever again. Yeah. Here. Yeah. Take this baby. Yeah. What? It's absolutely wild plotline. What? Yeah. And then the the girls are just like, yeah, that's, we understand why you made that arrangement. <laughs> and all the other adults in their lives were like, totally yeah. makes sense. Let's never tell the, the children. Grandfather, yeah, I'm fine to never meet my other granddaughter. Yeah. No, like I would understand if this was like adoption and it was a situation where they yeah. couldn't raise the children these are two very wealthy human beings who could easily fly their kids back and forth that's and and the the other thing too is i think for for many years i've thought that's so mean what they did to these kids but on this most recent rewatch i was seeing it more from the perspective of the parents and i was like I do not buy that either of these people would be like, I'm okay to just never see my child again. I don't buy that. No. That does not, that is totally inconsistent with everything else we see. These are lo supposedly loving parents who have these incredible relationships with the kid that they took. I do not buy that that British woman is like, that's cool. I got another kid out there, but who cares? Like, Absolutely it's, not. There's no way that's hap that would happen. Elizabeth James would never. Elizabeth James would never. Which, by the way, that actress, Natasha, Natasha Richardson. Richardson, who died, I, until like a year ago, I thought that that actress was, um, what's her name? Professor Trelawney. Oh, really? Emma Thompson. Emma Thompson. I thought that was Emma Th like, What? <laughs> I thought that was Emma Thompson, which I just have facial blindness. I know this. And I pulled up like the IMDb on the show like a year or two ago and saw Natasha Richardson. I was like, who? And then I put up pictures side by side of them in the 90s. And I was like, I do not see the difference between these two women. 
I do not see a difference. Oh my gosh. Pull up pictures of them in the 90s. No, they look different. They don't, they Meg. They do look they're different. They're the same woman no, and they have not. the same voice. No, oh, they're they, both British. That's racist. <laughs> Come on, 2021. My, my mom, sorry, Tadget. Uh, a couple of years ago, we, uh, my friend Matt came to dinner at my parents' house, and my mom said something about alcoholics, and it was sympathetic even, but she was like, you know, alcoholics, they really struggle. And then she looked to my friend Matt, and she said, sorry if that's racist. <laughs> <laughs> we were like, what? <laughs> You know, the race of alcoholics. Yeah, she was like, she was, she meant that, like, she didn't mean to be disparaging of alcoholics. And I think, like, she was trying to think of the word yeah. for, you know, bigotry or whatever. And she yeah. was like, sorry if that's racist. Discriminatory. Yeah, I love that. Discriminatory. Um, um, I need to talk about how Meredith Blake is the star of this movie. Oh, I want to hear what you have to say before I chime in on this. This movie's fine until you meet Meredith Blake, uh-huh. who is spitting fire. <laughs> she is bringing 11s to every scene <laughs> she is in, and I think that she deserved an Academy Award. Okay, I know you have to be joking. I think this woman <laughs> is the worst actress. No! I saw her in some like made-for-TV movie a few years ago, and she was like that same character, but like even a little worse. And I think her... She is so villainous to a point that like her actions and the things that she's saying are so villainous to a point that as soon as she shows up on screen, like, oh, I can't take I can't take anything that this woman is doing seriously. I I actually like when she meets Hallie. I was like, Hallie's being a real jerk to her. Oh, yeah. Totally. And like she she tried in the beginning to be nice. You could have made the, you know, stepmom figure a much more sympathetic character it would be easy to do so because these kids are brats yeah. and like this woman didn't do anything wrong. I mean, they're implying, or at least it may be even explicitly saying that she's a gold digger or whatever else, but like whatever this dude, Girl's wants gotta to marry, eat. this dude wants to marry her. She wants to marry him. Yeah. He has money and that's like enticing. For he's her. also incredibly hot. Yeah. I a mean, good dad. He's twice her age, which is icky. Listen, man, but that house. Yeah. I'd marry, you know, but, the guy from Best in Show but, that only eats soup. And it's it's weird. Like, Dennis Quaid is making all of the bad choices here. Oh, yeah. He's making all of the bad choices. Did you know, IRL, Dennis Quaid is engaged to a 22-year-old. Yeah. So Now. Consistent. That, that woman was a toddler when this movie came out. Was she born when this movie came 22? out? 22. Oh, probably not. She was not even born when this movie came out. That woman is the woman he's engaged to is significantly younger than Lindsay Lohan. Oh, my gosh. Okay, that's gross. Yes, it's gross. Uh, So anyway, but he the fact that this dad meets and dates this woman while his daughter's at summer camp gets engaged engaged in eight weeks in eight weeks, even in Mormon time. It's like, well, okay, yeah, yeah, it's calm down and you're getting married in two weeks and you don't have a dress. Right. (laughs) And you haven't picked a venue. I don't buy that somebody this rich is not planning like a much bigger wedding than what they're implying. There's a lot of disbelief (laughs) that has to be suspended in this movie. Yeah. And so like also under what circumstances would you as a father who has a great relationship with your 11 year old daughter 
get engaged to somebody before that daughter has even had a chance to interact with this person. Like, isn't it kind of important to make sure that there's that these people will mesh? I've watched a lot of The Bachelor and Bachelorette, and every time there's a single parent, it always comes down to, you need to meet my kid, and we need to see how that goes before we can get engaged. So, yeah, <laughs> unrealistic. There we go. Thank you, The Bachelor. Um, and, yeah, so, so, I mean, Dennis Quaid, terrible. Mom... Elizabeth James makes the terrible decision to never see one of her children again, but like otherwise fine, I guess. As a person? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, she's, uh, despite that one thing, her, <laughs> she's a great person. Her introduction and the introduction to her world is so lovely. I think that as a child, I was like, maybe if I close my eyes really hard, I can be in London with Elizabeth James and go to that fashion studio and solve all the problems with a top hat. That's oh, all I wanted. When she's like, would you hate terribly if you had to come oh. to work with me? And I was like, are you kidding? She's going to ride through London. They're going to pass all of the big sites for some reason. Like they like pass Buckingham Palace and like everything. Yeah, sure. Because <laughs> the route to get there is like all of the tourist attractions. It's like watching the Real Housewives of Salt Lake City and living in Salt Lake City and being like, uh, but you live in Draper. <laughs> like, Why is the temple? Wait, did they just turn around? They're driving down the same street again. <laughs> or when we watch Hereditary and we're yeah. like, that's Park City. <laughs> yeah. Yes. Um, the clothes that they put the little girls in. Where did they? Who? Did, that was it, the. I would wear all of those looks. This is a Nancy Meyer thing. Like, I know. The details, the aesthetic details mm -hmm. of this movie, the houses. What's wild is this movie is from 1998 and I would move into either space yep. so, uh, yeah. in a second and would not Without change anything. I would wear any of the clothes and not change a thing. She's, like absolutely timeless. She's just so good. We talked about this with Father of the Bride as well, where I would move into that house and I might change the curtains. And yeah. like that that was it Like in, in 2021. She's just really good at creating these worlds that look beautiful but aren't trendy. Because and I think that's why they age so well. It's yeah. not trendy. Yeah. Because if it was trendy, then looking back now, we'd be like, oh, and that was hilarious that they were wearing this or that. But she's just like, okay, well, how can we get a classic, comfortable look on our houses, on what people are wearing, on their hairstyles? And so, like, yeah, you watch this movie 23 years later and it's like, that world still looks awesome to me. Yeah, which is why it's so fun to watch again. Mm -hmm. um, she is known, Nancy Myers is known as being like very persnickety on set, which I think is, you know, there's a lot of sexism there because if it was a man, it'd be like, he's very, mm -hmm. um, he's an auteur. And for yeah. her, it's like, oh, she just gets so hung up on the details. You know, there's like stories of a bouquet in the hallway didn't look right. And so she'd stop a take and like rearrange it. Mm. But like it pays off. Yeah, she's a perfectionist. It's perfect. Yeah. It looks perfect. Mm -hmm. Um, Did you feel like this was long? Yes. Yeah, I felt like it was long. Once the kids get together like uh, uh, once they fly back from England and they're like in the same space again the camping trip in the camping trip like all of that from that point on I'm like okay let's wrap this up yeah it's like six acts yeah you know when it should be four yeah but I still like but, it. but up until that point I don't feel like the film is long I like them being at camp together I think the uh, that montage is pretty fun the the children actors besides Lindsay Lohan are terrible but <laughs> <laughs> a royal Flush. 
<laughs> but um, Lindsay Lohan's so charming in this. I mean, and she was doing something hard. Yeah. She was acting against nothing, yeah. right? Like, And she had to pretend that she was there acting against herself. Like, that's yeah. tough. Yeah. Yeah. And with, a, and with a bunch of other adults, I mean, most, most everybody else in this film are adults that she's acting against. Yeah. You know, she's got the camp scenes at the beginning, but then after that, it's just this kid who's owning every scene with a bunch of adults who are big name actors. Yeah. And it's really impressive that she's able to pull that off at 11 or 12 or however old she was. Yeah. Um, are you a Hallie or an Annie? Um, is Hallie the California one? Yeah. Ooh, I think I'm. I think I'm a Hallie. Do you? Yeah, more casual. I think I'm a more casual, like smart ass. Hmm. What What are you? I think I'm an Annie. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, you are. Yeah, and uh, watching it, I'm like, I take the London life. I don't know though. Nick Parker's house is pretty remarkable. I think I think if as an adult right now, if I get to have either of their houses, I'm taking his house. Yeah. I want the vineyard. I want But it. only if Chessie's included. Oh my gosh, Chessie. So I tweeted recently and apparently this is a take that a lot of people have had. The picture of Chessie and um Martin. Martin. Martin and I was like, how did the two gay characters of this film end up in a straight relationship together? Because like those are very queer well, characters. Well, Martin even more than Chessie, you know? For sure. Chessie's serving like Gen Z cash, yeah. you know, but Martin's like, that is not a straight man. <laughs> even as like a 10-year-old watching that movie, I was like, this, Something's no, this, <laughs> my radar is blinking. Like, this yeah. is not, this is not accurate. So, it, Chessie, her job is what? gossiping with the 12 year old which i love she just lives at the house and just like she's like the caretaker or whatever yeah. like the home the housekeeper nanny live-in yeah person yeah and but she, i'm like nick marry chessie oh she's a good time yeah right? marry chessie except that i think this is a gay woman and that's why i assume they've never got married she had just had a baby she had yeah. the actress yeah oh so okay good for her yeah. you know women they rule the world. <laughs> they can get it. Having babies and back to business. Quote yeah. Beyonce. So do you like in the original film? Uh, it is never resolved whether for sure whether the parents are getting back together. Oh, really? So it ends with they come back from the camping trip and the mom is in the kitchen like like cooking I think or getting something she can't reach something and he goes in and is like oh let me help you and they like have kind of this loving look at each other and the kids are in this outside of the room looking in and then they kind of look at each other like <gasps> like are they getting back together and that, that's how the film ends yeah so this one it is they're back together yeah right do you like that resolution Listen, I think they're all going to have a lot of therapy that yeah. they need to go to, <laughs> yeah. right? Yeah. And it's going to take some, there's some abandonment issues that's going to, that are going to pop up. But yeah, sorry, I do. I'm yeah. a sucker. What about you? I think I kind of like the ambiguity better. Do you? I'm tired of ambiguity. I mean, as a kid, I hated that because it was like, what? What happens? Yeah. But I don't know. I like, I kind of like that ambiguity. Yeah. I mean, how would these people get back together after? I mean, all there's this? a lot of logistics where I'm like, but where are you gonna live? Yeah, you know, because Nick Parker's not moving out of that. And house. Elizabeth James has to be in she London speaking French on the phone. Yeah, you know, what about grandfather? That's that. That's another um, change from the original movie because in the original, I think she lives in Boston. 
Oh, they're not sense. British. And yeah. so, um, yeah, so she's in Boston. And I wonder if when they remade it, they were like, oh, we kind of, the world is like getting smaller and more connected. We probably need to get her in another country at Maybe this point. Concord was like, we would like some product placement in this film. How Maybe. can we work that in? Yeah. <laughs> and then they did. Yeah. So when I saw this movie, I went with a friend whose parents had just gotten divorced and we were spending the day with her dad at like his pool um, because he was living in an apartment his apartment had a pool and her mom dropped us off and then they were like, hey, let's go see a movie. Um, the mom and the dad, because they were, they were friends, like it was a healthy divorce, you know, and they um, were still close. Mm-hmm. And they're like, we're going to go see The Parent Trap. And then her mom looked at her daughter and looked at me and she's like, we're going to go see this movie but I need you to understand most people get divorced for good reasons. Huh. And I don't want you to watch this movie and try and get your parents back together. Yeah. And I was like, oh yeah, that was probably hard for yeah. like par- divorced parents when this movie came out. Well, famously, uh, Mrs. Doubtfire, uh, they, it, I, I think originally they had written uh, in that the couple would get back together at the end. Oh, really? And Robin Williams insisted that that not happen. He was like, I do not want to make a movie where kids are going to come out of this and be like, oh, mommy and daddy are going to get back together. Yeah. Yeah. And he's like, surely we can find a way to have like a peaceful resolution that ends with like this couple that clearly was a bad match for each other just staying divorced. Yeah. And I think that was like a really, uh, I think that was a very responsible move. Yeah. And I did, you know, you do kind of watch this and it's just like, it's not a responsible This is a toxic family. (laughs) And we're supposed to believe, which as an adult, I'm like, whatever, I can watch that. But like, I can see that being damaging for some kids to see that and just think, well, okay, they figured it out. Why aren't mommy and daddy doing that? Yeah. You know? Yeah. Anyway, I just, I think about that every time I watch this and that had to have been hard for, for the kids who saw it and for their parents because it's such a great movie, but like people get divorced for a reason and usually a good reason and mm-hmm. stay divorced for good reasons. Yeah. But cinematic Hi- classic. Hive mind, pro-divorce. Pro-divorce. Mm-hmm. Uh, my kids loved this. Yeah. They ate it up. They... Re- we watched half of it and then the whole next day they're like, when are we finishing the parent trap? Oh, and then they played camp all day. Oh. Like they were all in on the parent trap. Oh, that's great. Yeah. And I was like, Oh, this is, it's perfect for like it's a nine year old girl, you know, it's timeless. Just live in that world. And we don't need to remake it again. No, this movie no. is going to make less and less sense as, as the years go on. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I'm sorry. If you made a movie now about like, Here's the kid. I never want to see them again. <laughs> Reprehensible. This would not be a loving family comedy. It would be a, a, a drama. It would horror. be a horror yeah. movie. <laughs> it really would. You yeah. could you could make the Parent Trap as a horror film. I think they did that cut. You know, like that. There were those YouTube cuts where yeah. they like made Mary Poppins yeah, a horror scary movie. Mary. I think that the Parent Trap was one of them too. Okay. It's not. It's not a stretch. My favorite one of those was The Shining recut as a like a family film oh yeah 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 and it's uh that one's that one's good speaking of horror meredith blake could have died out on that raft because uh, <laughs> can she not swim maybe i mean like what if she rolled over in her sleep yeah i think you'd wake up pretty quickly what if she, didn't in she take like two very large sleeping pills <gasps> that's right oh my gosh <laughs> they could have murdered her <laughs> manslaughter 
<laughs> oh, that's amazing. Yeah, poor Meredith Blake. I hope she's happy. I hope she's thriving. Yeah. And and the fact, I mean, he should be taking her side when that when that all goes down. Oh, yeah. The punishment was not severe enough for no, those girls. No. Yeah. But, I mean, all's well that ends well. Yeah. I'm sure she's married to a tycoon and doing very oh, well. Oh, she figured her. it out. Yeah, there's no way she's... She's young and hot. Yeah. <laughs> all right. Any other thoughts on The Parent Trap? Uh, worth a rewatch if you ha- if you haven't seen it in a while. Oh, we will see you next week. Please remember to leave us a good rating and review, and we'll talk to you soon.